God bless you and welcome to the Defending the Message podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Smith. In today's episode, I'm going to replay the audio from my two YouTube videos this week. Both were related to the Church Age book or the Exposition of the Seven Church Ages, written by Brother Branham and released in December of 1965. The first video was called Power of Infallibility Quote from the Church Age book. And the second video was called The Church Age Book, Two Mistakes I Found, and Three Additions to the Book Not Found on Brother Branham's Tapes. The feedback's been very positive on these two videos, so thank you for those who were able to leave feedback. I'll just share a few things before I play the audio first. I love The Church Age Book. I always have. It's the one book I read immediately after I came in the message, and it was my foundation. I'm so glad it was. I've also heard it's the foundation of a preacher named Tim Pruitt, and he's had a very solid ministry over the years. And I always tell people when they first come in the message, read the Church Age book. It'll give you an awesome Bible-based foundation. Now, in the past, I've had a few interactions with ministers who are against the Church Age book. Their main complaint is that they think Lee Vale's wife and Lee Vale wrote parts of it due to one or two quotes from Brother Branham. But after I read the quotes, I don't think Brother Brandon was saying that Sister Vale was actually writing the book. I think Sister Vale was editing grammar, and it seems Brother Lee Vale was adding some of his thoughts. Which is fine to me, because the quotes from Brother Branham seem to say that they had a couple interactions back and forth where they would talk about the Church Age book, what to add in it, what to take out. I know there's an audio recording of that as well. So it seems Brother Brandon was aware of all or most of the content of the Church Age book. And also, friends, if you look at all the quotes Brother Branham made about the Church Age book, he emphasized it was his book, his commentary. He called it a special book. And he said people would receive the truth in the book if they had any of God's light in them. So I hope you, my listeners, can add to this subject. Perhaps you found other mistakes in the Church Age book or additions to the Church Age sermons Brother Branham preached in December of 1960. And I'd be happy to make some more follow-up videos on this topic because I love the Church Age book. Lord willing, I'll get back to the series on the 24-plus lies coming out of Branham Tabernacle. I've got a few emails and texts saying this has been a helpful series. I just got one today from Israel and it said, quote, I feel like you are the only one diving deep enough to properly expose this. The importance of this series cannot be overstated. Brother, I am so grateful for it, end quote. So I'm humbled by this comment. I rejoice in the Lord for this comment. Of course, I'm not worthy of any compliments or anything. John 15, verse 5 says, Apart from Jesus, I can do nothing. I just feel called to defend the Bible message just like Paul did in Philippians 1, verse 7, and Philippians 1, verse 17. Friends, Paul even reasoned every Sabbath in the synagogue, and that word reason means to debate. And most of you know I did a debate in 2020 with Rod Bergen and the Believe the Sign group. And so Paul was debating, but not in an angry way, but he was stating the divine reasons for his hope of his faith and the answers for the hope of his faith, as the Bible says in 1 Peter 3.15 as well. And one more thing, friends, uh, it's been a very busy start to the summer. We've had many events going on here, home renovations. My oldest graduated high school. My wife and I went on our 20th wedding anniversary trip. I just feel like this has been the busiest summer of all time, so I'm sorry with less blog posts and videos and podcasts, but I'm doing the best I can by the grace of God. And so thank you for your support and downloads. By the grace of God, we'll keep earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. 
the Bible revelation of this hour, the finished mystery of God as given to God's servant, Brother William Branham. We're so grateful for it. It's transformed my life, my family's life. And so with that, God bless you. Greetings, friends, in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of this video is to examine and understand the quotation from the Church Age book that says, Brother Branham has the power of infallibility. This quote is found on page 328 in chapter 9 of the Church Age book. This video has six points I want to make about this quotation. And let's start by reading the quotation. Quote, On the basis of human behavior alone, anyone knows that where there are many people, there is even divided opinion on lesser points of a major doctrine which they all hold together. Who then will have the power of infallibility which is to be restored in this last age? For this last age is going to go back to manifesting the pure word bride. That means we will have the word once again as it was perfectly given and perfectly understood in the days of Paul. I will tell you who will have it. It will be a prophet as thoroughly vindicated or even more thoroughly vindicated than was any prophet in all the ages from Enoch to this day, because this man will of necessity have the capstone prophetic ministry and God will show him forth. He won't need to speak for himself. God will speak for him by the voice of the sign. Amen. End quote. Point number one is that in the context, it seems the author of this statement, which was Brother Lee Vale, was referring to Brother Branham's doctrine, meaning Brother Branham's doctrine was exactly the same as St. Paul's. The first sentence of this paragraph refers to major doctrine. And then the second sentence says, Brother Branham had the power of infallibility. Note also on the previous page, the author, Lee Vale, said, quote, He is not Jesus Christ. He is not the Son of God, end quote. So the context is clear. Lee Vale is not exalting Brother Branham to equality with Jesus Christ. The context is Brother Branham's doctrine was infallibly the same as St. Paul's. And I agree with that because Brother Vale said major doctrine. And Brother Vale did not say every doctrine. Because we all know Brother Branham was not infallible on every single doctrine that he taught. But he was infallible on the major doctrines because he spoke them with thus saith the Lord. And they agree 100% with St. Paul's doctrine. The second point I want to make about this statement is that there's other quotes from Brother Branham where he says, I'm not infallible. And he said it was one of the most awfulest things a person could do was to make Brother Branham infallible, as my previous videos have shown. If you need that quote, let me know. Also, Brother Branham said he was powerless, which is the opposite of the definition of the absolute, because the word absolute means unlimited in power. So Brother Branham never made himself infallible. Brother Branham never made himself the absolute. The only way to understand this statement from the Church Age book about the power of infallibility that makes sense is that Brother Branham would speak with thus saith the Lord, which is infallible, like every other true prophet who ever lived like Moses, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and St. Paul. Brother Branham's major doctrines were taught infallibly, and he spoke them with thus saith the Lord, such as water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Godhead, and the fact there's only one person in the Godhead, the baptism of the Holy Ghost as a third work of grace, and marriage and divorce, to name a few. These major doctrines all agree 100% with St. Paul's writings in the New Testament and, of course, all the other New Testament writers. The third point I want to make about this quote is that Brother Branham's accusers, such as Believe the Sign, use this quote to make it seem Brother Branham's followers make him infallible, 
which is not true about the faithful followers of Brother Ram's teachings, but it is true about the headquarters of the Tape Church or Tape Worship Movement located in Jeffersonville, Indiana, USA. It's clear Brother Ram's accusers cannot understand the context of this quote, but the context, again, remember, was major doctrine. And the only way we know those major doctrines are infallible is that Brother Adam spoke them with, Thus saith the Lord, and they agree 100% with St. Paul, St. John, St. Peter, and the rest of the New Testament writers. A fourth point is that as far as I know, Brother Branham never said he was more vindicated than any other prophet in all the ages. So to me, this seems Lee Vale added this thought. And then this statement by Lee Vale would seem to imply that Brother Vale thought Brother Branham would be raptured and not die, like Elijah was raptured and did not die and Enoch was raptured and did not die. But we all know Brother Branham died on December 24th, 1965. Notice in this quote by Brother Vale, he said, more thoroughly vindicated than was any prophet in all the ages from Enoch to this day. So why did Brother Vale say Enoch? I don't know, but it seems Brother Vale thought Brother Branham would be raptured and not taste death like Enoch was raptured and did not die. A fifth point is that Lee Vale did not say other than Jesus in this quotation. And what I mean is that Brother Vale did not write more thoroughly vindicated than was any prophet in all ages other than Jesus or except for Jesus. So this proves Brother Vale, in my opinion, was wrong. He should have added any prophet in all the ages except for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's because no prophet could be more vindicated than the Lord Jesus Christ because every prophet before Jesus wrote about Jesus prophesying of him and then every prophet after Jesus spoke of Jesus and all the times Jesus fulfilled the word of God. So no one could be more vindicated than Jesus Christ. And I feel it was wrong that Brother Vale left out those words except for the Lord Jesus or other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And friends, Voice of God or Jeffersonville or Branham Tabernacle does the same thing as I'll show later. They openly say Brother Branham was the greatest prophet of all time and they fail to say except for Jesus or other than the Lord Jesus Christ, which shows they're exalting Brother Random to being equal with Jesus Christ or maybe greater than Jesus Christ, which is an awful sin. The sixth and final point is that this topic naturally leads into the discussion on the Church Age book validity, which I will cover in a future video, Lord willing. And if you recall from my top 10 books I've ever read video, the Church Age book is the second most influential book I've ever read in my entire life. I love the Church Age book. But it must be rightly divided, just like all of Brother Ram's sermons, since Lee Vale added some content to the Church Age book. If you have any questions, concerns, or testimonies about this video, please contact me. God bless you. Please pardon the interruption. I'd like to remind our listeners about two resources that will greatly strengthen your faith, according to my humble opinion. In 2019, I wrote the book called Restoring Christian Modesty. It's over 120 pages showing the Bible foundations for a modest and holy appearance. It covers all the guidelines for modest clothing. and also covers bracelets, necklaces, rings, earrings, nose rings, and many more topics. One of the most useful parts of this book is the chapter that shows the history of the United States and how they slowly rejected modest clothing 
and it chronicles all these changes decade by decade from the 1800s to the present. And the second resource is my 2021 book. It's an 812-page book about the 12 New Testament mysteries that Brother Branham finished. According to Revelation 10, verse 7, Brother Branham said the seventh church-age messenger would finish all these mysteries in the sermon called, Is This the Sign of the End, Sir? from December 1962. Friends, this is an extensive Bible teaching on the major doctrines that Brother Branham gave us, proving he was the seventh church-age messenger, a genuine prophet of God, and the Elijah prophet to restore all things. In a time when so many people are falling away from the message, I feel these two resources will strengthen your faith. If you want God to draw closer to you, you've got to draw closer to Him, and many times that's through prayer, Bible study, worship. So I know these two resources will be a great help to you. They're available on Amazon. I'm not a book salesman, so if you can't afford them, I'll gladly email you the free PDFs. You can read them on your phone or tablet, or print them off if you like. Recall Acts 17 verse 11, the Bereans were more noble because they search the scriptures daily to prove the things that Paul taught were true. And so we must do the same thing today. If we're spiritual nobility, if we're spiritual royalty in the family of the Lord Jesus Christ, the family of King Jesus, then we should search the scriptures daily to prove Brother Ram's teachings were thus saith the word of God. Thank you for your time. Now back to the content. Greetings, friends, in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of this video is to show the two mistakes and three additions to the Church Age book that I've found. And of course, this video is an answer to a viewer's question I had yesterday. And also, this video is meant as a conversation starter to start looking more deeply at the Church Age book. It's a book I love, as I've talked about before. And before we look at the two mistakes and at least three additions to the Church Age book, I just want to state five reasons I love the Church Age book, and of course there could be more reasons. But first, the book is organized by chapter and verse. Second, it's easy to read due to the edited grammar. Third, most of the content is from Brother Random's 1960 series on the seven Church Ages. Fourth, there are many scriptural citations proving Brother Random pointed us back to the Bible. And then fifth, there's numerous sections that address important biblical topics and doctrines like water baptism, the Godhead, serpent seed, the book of life, and many more. So here's the first two mistakes that I found, and of course there could be more mistakes. The first mistake is on page 355. The book says, quote, Now this false church has zeal, make no mistake about that, her zeal has literally been that of the Jews, John 2, verse 17. The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up, but it is a wrong zeal, end quote. And the reason this is wrong is because John 2, 17 is about Jesus' godly and holy zeal, not the zeal for creeds. Jesus' zeal was the right zeal. The sinful zeal of the Jews would be found in Romans 10, verse 2, which says, For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. So I believe Lee Vale here cited the wrong verse, because John 2.17 speaks of Jesus' holy, righteous zeal, and not the wrong zeal. The second mistake is found on page 236. This section says, quote, Satan and his satanic religion are in both of these beasts. In Revelation 14, the, the beast that was wounded unto death but lived again is imperial pagan Rome that fell to the onslaught of the barbarians and thereby lost her temporal power, end quote. 
And the reason this is wrong is because Lee Vale wrote down the wrong scripture reference. The beast that was wounded unto death but lived is not in Revelation 14. It's in Revelation chapter 13, verse 3. So this is just a wrong scriptural reference by Brother Vale. And I'll read Revelation 13, verse 3. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Now let's look at the three additions to the Church Age book. And of course, there could be more additions to the Church Age book that Brother Bram never preached. But as I said earlier, this video is kind of like a conversation starter, and I can build the list. But again, remember, I love the Church Age book. There's many wonderful revelations in it, but it must be rightly divided because the book is not equal to the Bible. Just like Brother Branham's sermons, they must be rightly divided, as Brother Branham told us, prove all things, try every spirit, test everything by the word of God. Every doctrine must be Genesis to Revelation. Addition number one is that some will enter eternal life solely on the grounds of being good to the brethren. This is found on page 281. I cannot find this statement on Brother Branham's tapes. I hope to do an entire video on this subject. I also call it the perhaps Nicodemus and Gamaliel subject of God possibly granting eternal life to those who were not Christians on the basis they were kind to Christians during their lifetimes. There's four witnesses about this possibility being legitimate. The first one is according to Brother Ram's revelation on the fifth seal, Jesus will grant the souls under the altar who were blinded Jews eternal life because they kept the testimony of the word of God. Yet during their lifetimes, they never confessed Jesus Christ. They were never Christians. Second, in Joshua chapter 9, God granted mercy and forgiveness to the Gibeonites because they did not fight against Joshua and Israel. God forgave over 440 years of their iniquity in a moment's time because they didn't fight against Israel. And remember, Hebrews 13:8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We see him forgiving people in Joshua and then also in the fifth seal. The third witness is from a Brother Branham quote from Questions and Answers 1964. It's from part two. Brother Branham was asked if people that have been married and divorced and remarried, how can both or one of them be in the rapture? Brother Branham said, I don't know. He gives the scripture from 1 Corinthians 6, where adulterers will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. But then he says, there is places in the Bible, he says, where there might be a chance of you getting in. He cites David eating the shoe bread and also how the priest would blaspheme on the Sabbath by working, and yet they're still found blameless. And Brother Bram said, a greater than the Sabbath was here. A fourth witness, of course, is Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. It's Jesus' story of the white throne judgment. Of course, the bride of Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost-filled saints, will be sitting with Jesus on the judgment throne during this time, and then the saints will judge the earth, the saints will judge the world, all people who ever live will come before Jesus Christ and the saints, and Jesus will separate the sheep from the goats. And notice, those like the sheep being saved are surprised at being saved. Jesus told them they did six acts of kindness to him, but really they did the acts of kindness to Jesus' people, and they were surprised at being saved. Of course, any Christian who truly understands the Word of God would not be surprised about being saved at the White Throne Judgment. So this scripture makes it look like people can be saved who were not Christians during their lifetimes just because they were good to Christians. But again, this is a perhaps statement, not a for sure statement. Just like Brother Branham said, there might be a chance of you getting in. 
A second edition is Joel 2, verses 23 through 26, being, Thus saith the Lord, that the fullness of Pentecost will be in the bride, and that's on page 379. This prophecy is not on the tapes, but I see how it fits with Joel 2, verse 28, and Acts chapter 2, with the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and then Joel 2, 23 through 26, seems to be the final outpouring of the Holy Ghost before the rapture, which Brother Branham calls the latter rain, and Brother Branham spoke on this a couple times, saying the dynamics for the rapture will be a refilling of the Holy Ghost. And friends, remember that Brother Branham went through at least a couple revisions of the Church Age book. He said that in Doors and Door, 1965, he said, quote, and then after he got through, sent it back a couple times for more statements, which the book is going to press now after about three or four years, end quote. So it seems Brother Branham would only allow a thus saith the Lord statement to be in this book if he approved it because he went through it a couple times. The third edition I found is that the elect cannot persecute the elect. That's found on page 359. Now two simple Bible examples came to my mind. First, St. Paul was elect and yet he persecuted Christians before he was a Christian. Also, King Saul was saved. We know he repented right before he died. And the prophet Samuel said he would be with him in Abraham's bosom. So King Saul was elected to eternal life, yet he persecuted David. So friends, I hope this video has been a good conversation starter. I'll look forward to the comments below, and perhaps I'll do another video in the future. And Lord willing, I'll put these two videos from this week in a podcast. Hopefully I'll get that out today or tomorrow. If you have any questions, concerns, or testimonies about this video, please contact me. God bless you, friends, as the Holy Ghost anoints you to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ. As Paul also said in Philippians 1, verse 17, he said, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. Good afternoon, friends. Very happy to be here this afternoon and again in defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ to bring the good tidings, the good news that Jesus raised.